What is Roslog? We're a software technology company, specifically coffee technology company. Which has been more challenging, the coffee industry side of it or building software? We saw a better way to do something and a better way to roast. Technology in coffee, really the first time it's been thought of in some ways. Coffee as an industry, is it advanced? What's a memorable high point and what's a, a memorable low point? Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today on the podcast, we are honored with a special guest. What's good? Here we are with uh, Lindsay Fan from Roast Log. Um, so are you there, Lindsay? I am. I'm blushing when you said honored. We we actually have you on over the phone. Where where are you, Lindsay? Uh, I'm in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, not too far where I was born and, and raised, just about an hour north of, uh, uh, or an hour east of San Francisco, I would say, in this little town called Walnut Creek. To, to get the ball rolling, and maybe like a sentence or two, what is Roast Log? Sure. Um, hopefully, for those folks who are roasters, uh, they probably they may have heard of us, but we're, we're a software technology company, uh, specifically coffee technology company. Um, so we write software, we've made custom-built hardware that's all designed to work with with a wide array of coffee roasting equipment. Uh, so predominantly found in roastery, um, but a lot of folks use us to, to drive their uh, purchasing decisions around green coffee, uh, inventory management, sample evaluation, you know, stuff like that. So we, folks, folks who are in roastery, hopefully, uh, are familiar with us. But that's, that's, where our, uh, that's, that's where we are within uh, coffee. That's good. And I know at Caravan, we use Roast Log and enjoy it very much. I have a question back in mind is, is do other, any roastery, do sort of um, people who just roast their own coffee at home, does anyone like that use such a, a, a good thing like Roast Log? Um, I think there's always a lot of interest. We get a lot of folks that, that, uh, that show up and say, hey, this is pretty cool. We'd love to use it. Um, but, you know, we really have focused our energy and effort towards supporting commercial roasters. Uh, not to say that you know someone couldn't use it who was a home roaster, uh, but it'd probably be it'd be more than somebody would need uh, probably in, in home. It's not to say that we wouldn't be interested at some point, but for today and right now we're, we're focused in the commercial roastery. And I think that that kind of go, goes into one of the first questions, or I guess this would be the second question. <laughs> um, but w- w- initially with Roastlog, as as things are starting up, I mean, number one, it's it's so cool. Coffee and technology. That's a that's a good combination. That's a great combination. Um, but what was the initial vision for Roslog, and, and has that changed uh, today, or is that very much the same as it was initially? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I mean, funny enough, you know, back when we started just thinking about this, mm-hmm. like back in, in two thousand nine or, or somewhere around there, you know, the goal wasn't you know to go out and start a company. So the company part quite a bit later, we were, you know, we were itching our own scratch. We, we didn't know it at the time, but, you know, we're eating our own dog food to take a term out of the tech world. Um, we, we, we weren't coffee professionals to say we were a stretch. Actually, to be an all out lie, we were just part of this small but dedicated group of, of, of coffee enthusiasts. And we just, we saw a better way uh, to do something that, to, uh, and, and a better way than uh, to roast. And so we built something that we thought would be useful and turned out uh, a lot of people thought it would be useful as well. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, um, man, so many things come to my head as we're as we're talking. It's one question is because you you had said that when you started out, you know, you were a lot newer to the coffee industry. Which was which has been more uh, challenging to to learn the like the coffee industry side of it or building this this software and and hardware side of it to to meet that industry. As enthusiasts, you you know what you know and you get into it because you're passionate about it mm. and and there's all excitement around it. But you know, becoming a professional, you know, when it becomes how you make how you earn a living day in and day out, and when you're just immersed in it yeah. and not just dabbling, you know, it's that's a it's a whole different whole different ball wax. So, you know, I like to say and to think that you know, we're still learning every day. Mm-hmm. Um, specialty coffee, which I, you know, I consider us a part of, mm-hmm. is just evolving and is changing. And, you know, there's so many issues that, you know, their core issues are still there, but there are new issues that crop up. And so just trying to keep up with it, you know, that's probably the, the bigger challenge. Brian and I, my, Brian, my business partner, and I, you know, both come from disparate uh, backgrounds, but are both grounded in technology. So that piece I feel like we've got a pretty good handle on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's that whole outsider coming into coffee. But, you know, the, mo- the longer we're at this, it, it just, that seems to be the common theme. Yeah. And, you know, like a lot of people, they, they come from outside and just fall in love with it and, and then that's staying. Uh, right? And I think we kind of fall in that category. I agree with you, Lindsay. The, uh, the coffee industry changes all the time, and it is uh, sometimes hard to have a handle on that and keep up with it. And I think you guys do a great job of sort of trying to where's it going now and what's changing now. And I think technology in coffee, probably in the last five, eight years, is really the first time it's been thought of in some ways. Before then, it was all manual with just notes. Absolutely. And I think it's funny that you say that, right? And I think this is where being nimble and, and being flexible um, kind of behooves us as a company and behooves anyone in the industry, like, it just keeps changing. You think you get it, you think you put arms around it, and something else comes up. And, and so there's it's the, those two fronts that we're constantly trying to um, battle on, which is, like, to try and keep up and to bring, you know, the latest, greatest technology to the industry, and all the while trying to, like, stay in touch with, you know, what are the problems to be solved for, for coffee and coffee boosters. As far as technology goes in coffee, uh, coffee as an industry, is it advanced, would you say, in technology, or is it still kind of catching up with a lot of other industries? Yeah. I mean, like anything, I think there are parts of the, the industry that have, have evolved maybe more quickly than others. Mm. Um, you know, I think every, the stuff at the bar, I mean, you just think of all the, the hardware on the bar and the different um, technologies to be promoted every year at the coffee conferences and, and at various events. And that just, that seems to be just new developments coming almost, it seems like week, week monthly, if not weekly. Um, I think in roastery, things, things are a little bit slower in roastery. Um, but we've, I think we've done well. I mean, I think, I think I'd like to think that Roastbog had something to do with that. Um, those early days were really, really lonely when we were the ones trying to convince people of the merits of, of technology in the roastery in what was generally perceived as an artisanal endeavor, right? I mean, right. people almost shoot or push back on technology saying, you know, not over my, you know, over my dead body, will you bring that stuff in? <laughs> the FCA has a roaster certification right now that requires roasters to use software. 
to love profile. And (laughs) that puts a huge smile on my face. Um, And and I mean that just based on our history. Those early days, I tell you, were tough, tough, Mm. tough. Lots of rejection. Thankfully, I've got thick skin. And um, and it was fun educating people along the way. And it's just, we've come so far. You guys have had a huge part in that. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's interesting to see the evolution um, that that brings. N- nowadays, there seems to be this, you know, data is the new oil as far as business yep. and technology and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But yeah, that's an yeah. interesting point. It's, uh, I guess, you're, you're, it sounds like the initial conversations with Roastlog, you know, having it with potential roasters, customers, that kind of stuff. I'm sure that that's changed its tone quite a bit to nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really has. And I, I don't know if we could go back and do it differently, if we really would. Mm-hmm. I mean, our start, like earlier, was in roastery and in, in the production side of things. Um, you know, at this, around the same time, there was, as you mentioned, Reed, a lot of push for data um, for forming businesses. Mm. So to some degree, it started there and then maybe worked our way into roastery. Maybe we would have uh, got quicker adoption, but in the end, it worked out because we broadened our product portfolio to start to include things like the inventory management piece, the production planning, the, you know, some lightweight financial analysis, um, you know, lab for people doing roast profile experimentation and profile optimization. So it's been cool just seeing how organizations, you know, and, and I can't say exactly, you know, it's chicken and egg. Was it, was it the, the, the business, you know, the bean counters that wanted it more and, and kind of brought the technology in or did people really embrace it in roastery? But ultimately there's, there isn't very much, there aren't very many parts, let's say, of, of, Roasteries and cafes these days that haven't been touched by technology. Now you've mentioned, I hear you mentioned a lot of different parts of roast log. Those our listeners are probably going, I'm still not quite sure what this roast log is. In terms of, I Sorry. use, I use it, I use it every day on every, every roaster. We have three roasters. And I use it on every one of them. In fact, I use it on a little sample roaster just today, and I find it so helpful to me as a roaster and i've been listening to hear how you describe it when you're trying you're at a show and someone says what's roast log and what what's some of the practical things that you say most people find this part particularly helpful yeah i'd say there are a few core parts of the product and maybe maybe talking about in terms of problems that we solve or or work to solve um things like roast consistency right Mm -hmm. by virtue of in your profiles, you can compare one roast to another, right? Um, that becomes important for the consistency piece, the quality piece, um, but it also becomes important when you start evaluating new coffees, uh, right? A new profile needs to be developed um, every time a new coffee is introduced into your menu, and ergo, you know, you've got this tool that allows you to visualize um, your roasting profile, your time and temperature profile, um, and, you know, make tweaks and adjustments to that profile um, to optimize for different flavor profiles. So there's there's another problem we solve. Um, I mentioned the inventory management piece. Um, it's that inventory management is centered around the green coffee, um, and roast fog is something that allows uh, a roaster to basically track a coffee from the time it's contracted hmm. to when it's actually roasted and shipped. Um, and if you if you even take into consideration, say like our sample. Uh, management module that that actually lets you track the green coffee, you know, well before you've even made a, a purchasing decision. You can kind of qualify and disqualify your coffees and track 
uh, your comments and observations, physical grading and evaluations in the system, that you can ostensibly you can go back and review, you know, what you, why you made a purchase decision or why you you excluded something from from a purchase. And and we it's been a it's been a product that's evolved over time, you know. And a lot of the feedback, you know, thanks to people like Shootball, you've given us feedback over the years, and and the product has kind of followed. The need. You're very, you're very adaptive that way. When I say something, it'd be really cool if I, I, I realize when I say something like that, man, it must put a lot of pressure and work on you guys, <laughs> you and Brian. Obviously, it's like, wow, I wish he hadn't said that. <laughs> I like to more think of it as you guys keeping us honest, you know, because at the end of the day, if we're not producing something that's useful, what's the point, right? right and right. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. I mean, the, it Roselog has a very robust feature set of offerings and 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 things that are really helpful to uh, to roasters and that kind of stuff. Like, there's there's a lot there. How and, and maybe you answered it by saying it's you know part of of people sending or giving you their feedback. But how do you decide? You know, when something is is at a point where you should add it as a feature or as something to uh, the existing product, like what's what is is it is that a hard process to do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, in your last comment, it really um, strikes a chord with us, right? So mm. we consider ourselves very narrowly focused by design because um, mm. there's so much stuff that we could work on. Um, but I think kind of the guiding principles are um, we try to design a product that's useful to the business, right? And so does it have a, uh, does it serve a, bi- a business purpose? Not mm. just is it novel, is it neat, is it a gee whiz, but right. does it save time? Mm. Does it save money? Does it, um, does it enable a, a business to stay in business and to grow, enable growth? Those are the things that we tend to prioritize a little bit higher. It's not that we don't, we're not interested in the other, the other stuff. Right. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's kind of a moot point. Um, we wouldn't have any customers. Like, if we made just the coolest whiz bang, <laughs> all the bells and whistles, but it really didn't help people stay in business and grow, right. we wouldn't have a either. So, but, I mean, maybe it's a very general approach, but, uh, you know, I think we try to keep our ear to the ground. Our customers and our users mm-hmm. uh a lot more input than they even realize into kind of the evolution of the product. So maybe squeaky wheel gets the oil. <laughs> <laughs> you had touched on it a little bit earlier as well, but you know, as you're going through this evolution of you know from where Roslog started to what what it is today, what are like I mean, what are some mem- I guess what's a memorable high point and what's a, a memorable uh, low point within that 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 timeline? You know, I had mentioned a little bit earlier how it was just uh, it was so trying. Um, mm. convincing all the merits of technology and and there was no one singular point there's no singularity when all of a sudden people just said yes we need software but <laughs> but over time we just chipped away chipped away yeah. and when we were able to through and software you know just was generally accepted um, and technology in roastery was generally accepted that was that was pretty cool not necessarily one singular high point but definitely when technology was adopted was was the bright spot. I know. I think that the reality is, you know what it what it is for us, for us. Um, we're a bootstrap, you know, coffee technology startup, and that was, you know, something that we were that we decided very early on. We were going to bootstrap this thing. The nature of doing a startup is that yeah, things are cyclical. So there are definitely highs and there are definitely lows, but. Mm. 
But if I had to sum it up, um, again, maybe not one singular low, but maybe it's that as a bootstrap uh, startup, maybe we can't move as quickly as we'd like, um, and maybe more specifically. I mean, I'd love to do everything that everybody asks of us, but right. but we have to collective and you know we can only do so much and and so as a result we have to be really purposeful with our with our efforts and mm. you know, today we like three applications there's a Mac and Windows based client there's an iPad app um, and actually we now have probably by the time you guys um, um, go launch your podcast we'll, we'll have our third product which is a web app a web application which is actually pretty new and cutting edge technology so yeah. we've got three applications yeah, we've got all kinds of hardware. We've got three generations of data bridges that we've developed, and so we've just we've done a lot, um, given the fact that we're we're still a relatively small outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wish we could do more, but I'm also at the same time pretty pleased at, at what what we accomplished. And it, it's funny you mention uh, Mac and Windows because you know I was going to say, is it? challenging supporting you know two different platforms where i'm sure there's you know different uh, technicalities that each requires that kind of thing uh, but it looks like you guys are also kind of getting into the cloud computing or the you know the cloud versions that which is amazing that's a uh, it, it's cool yeah. to see that advancement in in a coffee technology and i think that that's the cool part of our maybe our pedigree or where we come from and maybe one of the advantages of being coffee outsiders to some degree is that we can bring some mm-hmm. some of the tech abilities and some of the newest and latest, greatest stuff. At least that's that's our goal, you know, try to bring some of that into coffee. And to your, to your point, Reed, yeah, I mean, if we could get away from a, a client-based software for the, for, the, for the techie nerd people out there, yeah. if we get away from a client-based you know, software altogether and go 100% um, cloud-enabled and with our new web app, I think we're going to get pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. We'll be... Uh, I mean, we already have testers out in the field who Mac, Windows, Chromebook, Linux, you know, you name it, and um, are running uh, running a web app. So this is actually a pretty exciting develop for us, development for us, I should say. Yeah. Um, and we're able to announce that pretty shortly. I remember earlier on in Roast, I think that's one of the Roast Log, what, what came to us is being allowed to use, in our day, the iPad was quite new. And to have a just a touch screen right next to your roaster was was like wow we can do that, and it's great how you have continued to push that and 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 open up other avenues that uh, make it even easier and more accessible to people. Thanks for mentioning that, Paul. Yeah, and iPad was our first foray into kind of mobile, and now tablets are you know becoming more more popular, and and yeah. so I think our web app again is going to kind of satisfy that need, whether it's a Windows-based operating system mm-hmm. or you know, Android or you know iPad, we're, we're going to have a solution for just about everybody out there very, very shortly. Before Roslug, what, what were you, I guess, what were you involved in? And then what got you um, and Brian interested in, in doing coffee technology? How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I came from a biotech background. My education and background was in molecular biology and genetics. Um, you know, I've had the amazing opportunity to design, market, and sell tools for, for basic research. Mm. Um, I've had a role in designing products that, that are used to study and understand human health, infectious diseases, crop science, genetics. Um, so, I, yeah, I feel, I feel fortunate to have had that as be as part of my career and to have had that 
opportunity to have like a front row seat in some of the most incredible life science wow. kind of discoveries over the last couple of decades. Um, so in between, at one point in the, the time here, this is a little bit muddy, but I dabbled in a startup and it, um, that was founded really on the false premise that we could self-fund a biotech company. Um, it was, but let me just go out on the record and say it is really hard to bootstrap a biotech. <laughs> but it was a costly but a valuable lesson that you know, I've uh, taken to Roselog, actually, because um, I, as I mentioned earlier, we, we bootstrapped Roselog. A little bit, little bit different story, uh, um, bootstrapping a tech company versus a biotech company. But mm. anyhow, um, my coffee journey really began late, much later in life. I discovered coffee way, way later in life. I mean, it got, it got me through college and long study sessions in college, and, mm-hmm. and then when I got my early morning starts, but it was more, it was more played a functional role in my life than anything. And it wasn't until much later that I started to appreciate or learn about specialty coffee and, and, and some of the things that, you know, maybe I, I took for granted earlier, um, earlier in my, in my life. So, you know, unlike some folks who were fortunate enough to have started in a cafe or had the opportunity to be a barista, mm-hmm. um, my first stop, who's number my first stop in coffee was actually in roastery or in roasting. Mm. Um, and well, I mean, that's, you know what? I take that back. It's not entirely true. But my first official indoctrination into specialty in coffee would probably be as a graduate of Matt and Bruce Miletto's um, ABC or American Barista Cafe uh, School up in Portland. Um, I did a weekend course there that my wife treated me to on one of my uh, one of my milestone birthdays. And it was that weekend in Portland, Oregon, that really um, kind of planted the seed and, and where I got my first, I would say maybe my first official start. Um, she, of course, had no interest in attending a, a brief school over a week. <laughs> so she put a call out to my friends, and of course, uh, one of my good friends, who ended up being my business partner, had already started roasting at home, and quickly he caught the bug. So Brian... Um, as soon as he heard about this trip to Portland, he was all in, so he joined me, and, and that was actually the first time we both kind of jumped all in into to coffee. And uh, wow. yeah, it was, it was really it, so that that was kind of our our introduction into coffee. And at the time, he was cutting his teeth on a Jean Cafe. I don't know if you guys are familiar with these little <laughs> yes, Graham Graham, you know, home roasters. But he had started there, but he got really serious, and he found himself. Uh, um, I think it was either an IR5 or IR7, Dietrich um, Roaster, and he dropped several thousands of dollars on this. I, I couldn't believe it. I nice to be young and kiss. Um, but he, like, like financially was all in, and, and so he was already roasting. So that weekend, after pulling shots and steaming milk all weekend, not only were we fully caffeinated, but we were slowly being new colts, you know, specialty coffee. Yeah. Um, so we went home, dropped money on more coffee gear, and, and started diving into roasting. Uh, and that's where we started really focusing on the software. Um, Brian had already got a jump start as a software developer. Hmm. He had gotten a jump start into uh, writing some software uh, to satisfy his own needs, and we just spent more and more time roasting coffee. Um, and, yeah, it just we were having a blast. So that's how I got interested and involved in coffee. Wow. Like I said, long story. I'm sorry, but no, no. Uh, yeah, it was it was quite a journey, and it, it goes on from there. 2009, Brian and I, I think it was, I think it was 2009 in Atlanta. So Brian and I, you know, 
wanted to go geek out at the coffee conference. Again, we're not not coffee professionals and just enthusiasts. Um, Jay Andres, I don't know if you know him from Coffee Tech. He's a Bay Area guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a product designer and, and used used equipment uh, broker. But anyways, he you know friended him and uh, he must have heard something. He laughed with maybe we were as crazy as he is. And he allocated like a couple feet at the end of his 10-foot table um, and let us kind of set up a computer um, and a monitor. And so I just set it up and just showcased what we were using at the time. And I remember doors to the conference center opening and people kind of flooding into the, the expo area and you know, I just remember some of the looks on people's faces as they came down the escalators <laughs> and kind of keyed in on what, what, what is that? And yeah. they just beat it. And before you knew it, we had, you know, a couple rows deep, people standing around, asked us questions about this thing. And wow. before the end of the weekend, people were asking how they sign up. And we said, sign up for what? Said, this isn't even a product. <laughs> <laughs> And hanging out for the weekend, and and uh, now you guys want to actually buy something. So, yeah, it was an interesting flight home, and some interesting conversations that ensued from there. But yeah. that, that probably where it really started to become real for us. For you and for Brian, was that was that transition from you know creating something that you guys um, were using personally, and obviously you're still passionate about it now. But you know, you were just doing it because you were excited and passionate. Finding that as a you know potentially something that others would also want. Was that a a challenging transition to to take out practically, as far as to take it from this 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 thing you guys are working on to actually something you can market and sell? Well, at that point, and, and this is the funny thing. So Brian and I are, are childhood friends. I don't know if we've ever shared that with with you, Paul, but we've known <laughs> each other a long. We're just always looking for an excuse to to work on a project together. Yes, um, nice. But you know, as things go, we went away to school and. You know, I focused on my studies and, and started my career, and, and he did the same. And um, his background being in, in initially in materials engineering, um, he, he found his way into software development. Um, you know, he was working, doing the whole tech boom thing in the Bay Area while I was, you know, starting my career in biotech. And it just looked like how on earth are we ever going to bring, you know, our two skill sets to bear to work on a project together. And then... Like I said, my wife sends us away on a long weekend to go geek out on coffee, and um, and that planted a seed. And and after that initial conference in uh, in Atlanta, it was like, let's do this. And yeah. from there, we were able to kind of really take from all of our experiences up to that point. I mean, we were we were well into our careers, and I had already worked on a few projects where you know I'd taken products to market. Um, had worked on business you know, software and business systems, mm-hmm. and everything kind of just started to fall in place. So was it was it challenging? It wasn't by no means was it easy because we were not, you know, coffee was not our, you know, we were not subject matter experts in coffee, and nor was it our domain professionally. Mm-hmm. But we were studies and you know borrowed from some of our experiences, um, work experiences, and and as I'm preaching the choir with you guys, but as you guys know, people in specialty coffee are just amazing, mm-hmm. and the support of a lot of people, um, there's a pretty healthy and thriving specialty coffee scene here in the Bay Area where we got our start, and, you know, people like Tom Owens over at Sweet Maria's and uh, Will and Boot, you know, helped us out, 
you know, when when Blue Bottle was still independent and James Freeman was, you know, building his empire, you know, a lot of those guys gave us great feedback early on. And, and it was just, so, in fact, it probably wasn't as hard as it, it probably should have been because people were so welcoming and just kind of open. There's not a lot of people in specialty coffee that are there because they just do it as a job. A lot of times there's like you were you know mentioning, there's people who are excited and passionate and wanted to share that. And that's, I'm glad that that was your experience as well with, uh, with this new coffee technology. You know, as you are continuing and moving forward with Roslog, doing these things, what's, what's something that's, that's really exciting for you at the moment? In a general comment on the coffee industry, I guess I'm, I'm super bullish on the future of coffee, you know, and I, you know, I think some of us are granted there are some, you know, some challenges ahead of us, but, you know, I just, I'm encouraged by the fact there are just so many people who are passionate about the industry and some amazing work that's going on in like, you know, the, the coffee research world, right? So mm-hmm. with my, with my background in molecular biology and genetics, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, oh, is this thing coming full circle? And, and you know, maybe, maybe I will be able to use some of my, <laughs> my education and stuff um, yeah. with all the coffee research. You know, going into you know researching genetic diversity and trying to increase genetic diversity within within coffee. You know, sustainability issues are are just you know awesome and just the fact that people are just really committed to fixing you know fixing supply chain problems and um, the general awareness of of kind of the number of players in the supply chain. I mean, I just I'm I'm excited about the future of coffee in general. It's Yes, there are problems, but there are a lot of smart people, a lot smarter than me for sure, um, working on these problems. So I'm just glad to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's exciting. Um, I guess the nerdy product development guy in me um, mm-hmm. relishes the fact that um, something we've built, you know, something we conceived, something we've built, something we've nurtured along is, is out there in the wild and being used by coffee professionals every single day and and yeah. for some, our store has become an integral part of, of of their business. So that's pretty exciting. Um, that's really exciting, actually. So it gets me up in the morning every day. Yeah. I find the same. I'm excited to turn my little Royce Log iPad on next to my roaster, and I start <laughs> the day, and uh, it tells me what I'm doing right and wrong, and uh, off we go. I really appreciate like the work and effort you guys have put in and continue to put in towards – I mean, you know, you guys started with – you know, started with nothing and have created a product that, that, you know, a lot of people use and it, it, it's, it is a good product. And I think that that is, that is extremely impressive on its own. Um, let alone the fact that you guys are still improving it and it's, you know, how helpful it is towards roasters and that kind of stuff is, uh, that's pretty amazing. I think of things like, uh, like the last one I remember asking you, are you ever going to put a, um, roasting development sort of button on there and, Vola or about you know a few weeks a month later it's on there now I'm like <laughs> that is really cool it's helping me every day now and that's a this is a new platform that we've developed and I think our new development platform allows us to kind of push these updates more quickly so so what was once maybe weeks to months you know hopefully we can even shorten up even more tighten it up to so maybe days or days or weeks so it's there's a lot of technology that you know we want to keep you know. Our users don't need to know about it, but there's so much cool stuff going on on the technology side that it's going to enable us to just make continue to make amazing 
amazing products. Lindsay, how much of, of the success and, and, and the progress of Roslog do you equate to you know, the hard work that both you and, and Brian have put in? And then how much do you equate to just luck? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take luck. Um, <laughs> timing wise, I think right place at right time. You know, I, I look back at a couple of those things that could have happened in, in or may not have happened, and and the, you know, like going up to Portland or mm. you know, finding out that Brian had a mutual interest in coffee and and you know, just these little things along the way, and and then the little nudges and and things like that um, that just introductions that that we made or people that we've met along the way and opportunities that kind of fell in our lap to, you know, I think about like Keba Conte. I don't know if you guys know Keba, um, Red Bay Coffee in, in the Bay Area. Um, man, talk about someone who just like was super welcoming and just mm. brought me in and, you know, yeah, come, let's, you know, let me, let me show you what I know about roasting. You show me what you got in terms of technology and, yeah. and, I look at him and he's emerging as kind of a leader within the specialty space. He's doing amazing things on diversity and coffee and, um, you know, he's doing some really cool stuff in Oakland, California around, you know, social economic development. Um, he's working with experimental business models and coffee. I just think that's so cool. And, mm-hmm. and had I not been at the right place at the right time just to run into somebody like a Keba Conte, um, you know, this may not have happened. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of luck, um, a little bit of skill. Uh, like I always say, I, there are a lot smarter people out there than, than me, and um, Brian's definitely one of them. So maybe I'm even fortunate to have hooked up with Brian. He's a pretty sharp, sharp guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'm going to chalk it up as mostly luck and, and some skill. Um, <laughs> it's cool to see the progress that you guys have. You know, you're not – not stagnating on any particular point of that, um, of, of your product, you know, you're continuing to change the platform that it's on that kind of stuff. And that's, I think really shows a lot about you and, and how, um, and how you work and how you are progressive and progressing and, and also just passionate about what you're, what you're making. So Lindsay, as we wrap up for the episode, is there anything that we haven't mentioned that, you know, that are like, that are things that you're like, Oh my goodness, this needs to be said because someone's going to want this or, or, you know, something that we've left out by accident, um, as far as roast log goes and, and, and what people should know about it. Brian and I are committed to continuing to innovate and to bring new things to, to the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, Brian throws this one around a lot and, and I, and I, I like it. I mean, I think it's apropos. He says, you know, very consistently, he, 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 he says it all the time. And I'm proud to say that, you know, that we consistently punch above our weight, if that makes sense. We're, mm. we're small company, right? We're small business, um, playing in this huge, um, industry. And, you know, while some people might see that as, uh, as a liability, um, you know, I think it is an asset. Um, I think, you know, we're small, we're nimble, but we're efficient. Mm-hmm. And maybe it, maybe it just for San Francisco Bay Area, Silicon Valley roots, you know, uh, where, you know, innovation is, is such, such a prized, um, is something that's prized. And while we don't necessarily go out and consciously strive to do it, you know, I think we just, we look at, solved differently and this is this is where maybe our outsiders approach um, or perspective you know me from biotech Brian with his tech materials engineering background you know are able to kind of bring that to bear and and so as a commitment to our 
to our users, we're going to continue doing that, pushing the envelope. To what you said about you know punching above your weight, I think that that really shows, or is kind of an, it's an, a, tes- a, a testament to um, to the value that you guys provide and and the skill that you guys do have. I think that that you know it doesn't happen by by accident. I think you guys do something really well, and and it, and it shows, and people get attached to that. Yeah. So for anybody listening who wants to uh, learn more, roastlog.com. What's a good way for people who are just now hearing about roastlog and this whole idea of data and coffee and technology and all that put together? What's the uh, What's a good way for them to to learn more or to get more information on or about Roselog? Hit us up on the website. Um, you know, shoot us a shoot us a message. Uh, you can you can chat us up on the website. Um, visit us uh, when you're at the conferences. We'll be in Boston here in April, so swing on by. Um, we we just love to we just love to talk coffee and and you know I think those conversations are what kind of drives. Not to beat a dead, uh, dead horse, but it's what drives kind of the ideas and fuels fuels us to to go and and continue creating and, and building cool stuff. Roastlog.com, um, and again, everything that that Lindsay just mentioned is available there, and definitely reach out to them. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for for joining us today for kind of giving us an inside look into into both what you do and and what Roastlog is and and how that works and the awesome intersection between coffee and technology and it's really uh we really appreciate having you on and and being willing to take some time out of your day to to chat with us (laughs) my pleasure you guys thank you for having me yeah no no, we we, uh we are we are excited to to put this out there and tell more people about roastlog yeah no it's good Lindsay, and uh i agree with you that at the times i've used the chat window and roastlog and you guys are very good at getting back very quickly you're the little honor that you sort of that you privilege you like to do that you do it very well um and it's it's I, i as a roaster i know i appreciate getting communication back quickly and that's that's always been very helpful and useful 